this is Heather from the Word Alive Media team. You're listening to our Sermon of the Week. This week, Kent Maddox speaks on the Hebraic month of Kislev and the process of life coming full circle. I hope you enjoy this message. We won't take just a few moments today. Uh, if, uh, if you're not familiar with this uh, thought or concept, we celebrate once a month something called Rosh Kodesh or Rosh Kodesh, some if you may have a little more Hebraic slant on it. Uh, it's basically the new month, the new moon. Uh, it's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Uh, the early church celebrated it. They celebrated it in the New Testament. And basically it's 12 tribes, 12 months in the calendar year, and uh, 12 interesting facts. In Revelations it says actually there's 12 There's tr- 12 trees, each bearing fruit at the river of life in heaven for the healing of the nations, a fruit for each month. So what we've come to understand is there's prophetic insight every month that God wants to use to transform us and move us forward. Then in my studies recently, I came across this I thought was interesting, that not only does Rosh Kadesh mean new month or head of the month, the actual direct translation means new head. Now when I saw that, I thought, interesting, because Romans 12 Verse 1 and 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so God, through his intentionality, sets us up each every month to get our heads on right so that we can enter into a new month and accept and receive all that God has for us. So touch your neighbor on the right and left. Say, get ready. Go get your head on this month. Tell them, go get your head on this month. Amen? Some of you didn't like you believe that. I'm going to give you another opportunity to get involved with me. Look, touch two or three people and say, I'm telling you, you're going to get your head on right this month. Tell them I'm going to get your head on right this month. All right. So we, so what's exciting, you know, in the past, you know, in my experience, you, you had to wait for a revival. You know, the churches I grew up, you had a revival that came at least once a year. And so, you know, that's when we dealt with our sin and our and our miscomings and our all of our shortcomings and all the stuff. You know, we so revival will get here. We'll have a week of revival. We'll all get straightened out. Well, aren't you glad we don't have to wait for a whole year to get straightened out? That, that God's got this every 30 days, this cycle just comes and we get to think. You know, look at the past month, look at the future, and, and that's why our first fruits giving that we'll participate here in just a few moments is so important because it makes you count your blessings. That's all first fruits is about. It's not coming up with more money. It's looking back saying, what did God do supernaturally for me this past month and give of that, a first to God, uh, you know, and, and, and you say, well, maybe God didn't give you money this month, but he kept you healthy and you didn't miss one day of work. Come on, somebody. And so, so, you know, that's worth a day's wage maybe to say, man, I'm going to offer that up to God because God kept me healthy the whole, you know, or whatever. So you, you get your own relationship going with God, but it's exciting uh, to see that God gives us these cycles to live in. This particular month is the month Kislev. Kislev comes from two words, kiz, which means hidden, leh, which means manifested or revealed. So it's exciting that in the same month it's talking about being hidden yet revealed. Why does it say that? Because literally this month is where we come full circle, especially in the place of trust and security with the Lord. This is the month, the word kislev literally means security and trust. This is that month where we realize God does some things in our lives bringing us full circle that builds by His grace a strong trust in God. 
Now, I don't know about you, but there's some areas of my life I really trust God in. But there's other areas of my life that God's still working on in me, and he's building trust. God's ultimate goal is to get to where we trust him completely, totally, with every area of our life. Now, Kislev is associated with the tribe of Benjamin, which is the most gifted tribe, and especially with the art of the bow. And also the constellation is Sagittarius, which is the archer. I find that very interesting. So the Hebraic concept is this is the month to develop you a warfare strategy. How many of you know we're in wars, some spiritual wars? And so this is a month to develop a warfare strategy. Last month, Sheshvan was the month of the flood. This month's the month of the rainbow. So what does that mean to us? It means we look back last month, even to last year, and we see some plans. If you'll take time to pause and look back, you'll see some plans the enemy had to try to get you sidetracked or sideways, and many of us fell into those traps. I did. I fell into some traps that, I, that the enemy set for me last year, but now I look back, and you know what my plan is? I'm, I may have went through that last year, but I'm not going to go through that this year. What? Come on, somebody. I'm, said, I, I, I went through it, but I'm not, I may go through something else, but I'm I'm not going through that again. Why? Because I'm submitted that to God. I'm resisting the devil and he's got to flee. I'm getting me a strategy to move forward in this season, right? And so that's kind of this month that's setting us up for that as we move forward super, supernaturally. It's time we simply make a decision that I'm not going through some things like I did that, uh, last month. I'm going to get a strategy and I'm going to move forward. Now, what I love about the bow as well, I'm not a hunter, but I have tried to pull one back. And it is not as easy as it looks. You know, uh, my son's a hunter, and he's, you know, he's just like, pew, pew, pew. and I was like, oh, well, let me do that. I thought that was so cool. And I went, Ugh. Ugh. and I pulled something like right in here trying to, you know, I mean, you got to. And so if I'm not mistaken, there's a part of this bow that's actually called the rest. And what's interesting is no matter how stretched you may feel you can still rest and trust that you are in God's hands and he's only stretching you enough so that he can get you ready and straightened out so that he can release you and you hit your purpose and your destiny and walk in your anointing that God's calling you for in this season. So this is a good month to let trust come full circle in your life. Now, I got pretty excited when I started digging into this because the month, the Hebraic letter is the letter Semech which literally, if you see it there on the left, is a full circle, a full circle. And so this is the month, this is what I want to dig into with you just for a few moments that we have together this morning. This is a month that some things come full circle in our lives. This is a month that some things come full circle in our lives. I can go to the Bible and tell you several stories of people that lives came full circle. Just some that pop out of my mind. You got Joseph. And I don't know if you've read about Joseph, but Joseph was a young man who had a dream and his brother sold him into slavery and he winds up in a pit and, and then he finally gets delivered out of that. He's had this massive dream that he was going to be a great leader and next thing you know, they, he finds himself in a pit and then next thing, next thing you know, he finds himself being falsely accused at, at a slave owner's home that he's living in named Potiphar and then he actually winds up in prison all in preparation, if you will, for what God had for him. But man, if you know the rest of the story, it says one day in the 
by the grace of God, God moved and took him straight out of the prison into the palace, and he became exactly who God had created and designed him to be. And then his brothers came back, and actually the ones that sold him, he forgave them. They needed him to feed them, and the whole thing had come full circle in his life. Now, I don't know about you, but that excites me. I can go on and on, but I don't have time today. I like Jonah. Jonah's running from God. But you know what happens? He gets sw swallowed by a big fish. And he was supposed to wind up and be in Nineveh. But he's running from the will of God. And a big whale swallows him. I used to think that was judgment, but it's not. It's grace. If the whale hadn't swallowed him, he'd drown. And the whale swallowed him. And you know what? It spit him out. Where? Nineveh. So full circle. I got some good news for somebody. You may have been running from the will of God. You can run, but you can't hide, baby, because God's got a plan for you, and God will cause by his grace to make you get to the right place at the right time. And you can go on and on and see how circle. And so my, my first point I'll make is progress is never a straight line. Progress is always a circle. It's never a straight line. I used to think when I f first got in this thing and got saved and felt a call of God on my life and, you know, all the stuff that I'm, that I'm doing for day and today and have done and will do, that I was just going to get on board and me and the Lord, we we're just going to just soar together, right? And I would just go straight to my purpose and my destiny. But how many of you know that it doesn't work like that? There's circles that you go through, and these circles are interesting because God brings things full circle in our lives, and he'll cause you to go through circles, and there's reasons for it. There's reasons God takes you in circles. I, 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 this is a total different message than I preached first service, but it's just crazy how this happens, but I'm still okay with it. So uh, there's, there's reasons for it. I know in my own life, uh, most of you have heard my story, but it's, I love telling it. You know, I grew up on this property where this church and where I live actually today. I grew up on this property. I walked away from God in a shower uh, and stood in a shower in a house here and told God, you know, let me go see what the world has to offer. And I spent 20 years in a cycle. And what's interesting is all this property got sold and all this property left my family's hands. And 20 years later, God brought me back to the exact place I walked away from God. And this is where Word of Life says today why the God I serve can bring things full circle in your life. I say, I think, well, why in the world did I have to go? Why did I have to go in that circle? Well, number one, I met Bev. Come on. I had, to have, I had to have somebody that God had already planned. See, what you don't realize is your circle's not a detour. Come on, somebody. Your circle's all part of God's plan. You thought you wound up there by accident, but God was using every circumstance and situation. God didn't start working for you when you accepted him. He's been working for you since the day you were born in your mother's womb. Woo! I love sharing my testimony. I told, I was telling it recently, and I said, I was talking about how I met Bev in a bar. You know, she was a bartender, and I was preaching at this little church out in Oklahoma, and, and the pastor was single. And after the service, this little lady, about 82 years old, came and says, Hey, pastor, you know, you can't seem to find a wife. He found one in a bar. Maybe you ought to quit looking at a church. Maybe you ought to go to the bar and get you one. 
I'm not saying to go to the bar to get your wife. I'm just saying, no matter what cycle you found yourself in, God's not limited to even your choices or your mistakes. He's not, he doesn't deal every hand, but every hand that gets dealt, he knows how to win with it. And God will bring things full circle in your life. I've got a scripture for you. It says in Luke 21, 13, it says, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Touch about three people and say, it's going to turn. Tell them it's going to turn. It's going to turn. It's number two. Just because you're circling, let me back up a minute. Because I gotta catch this point. Some of your circling is God's waiting for some people to get out of your circle. Because the circle you're running with is actually what's hindering you. So God will just let you keep circling with them until they want to get off and he can move you on. Come on now. So sometimes your circle ain't even about you. It's about those that's attached themselves to you and you just got to circle with them till they get out of your life. That's what Joshua and Caleb, they were ready to get in the promised land, but they had a bunch of people that they had to go back and circle with till God moved them out. And when God moved them out, he was ready to move them in and they went on into the promised land. That one was for free. Woo! That's good teaching, Corey. I thought about Israel and uh, the promised land. Just because you're circling doesn't mean you're not making progress. So when they went in this promised land, God put them in another circle. And they were circling around an obstacle. You see, sometimes God won't deal with your obstacle right away. He'll just let you walk around it. And I love what he told him. He said, be quiet, don't say anything, just walk. And he put them in a circle, in a cycle around the obstacle that they were supposed to do something about. But God let them walk. And, you know, I, I can't imagine what that was like. But, you know, I know in my own life, sometimes God just put me in a circle. And I just keep looking at that obstacle. And I just keep going around it. And it seems like the more I look at it, the bigger it gets and the more life it takes on. And you think you're just going in a circle. You're not making progress. But I got good news for you. All that circling, something's happening on the inside of you because your capacity is being been enlarged and when you keep going around a certain situation there's a momentum in the spirit getting built up on the inside of you because my bible says after about the seventh time around something broke on the inside of them and they let a shout out and their obstacle came falling down i got news for somebody here today you may have been circling an addiction you may have been circling a relationship issue you may have been circling a financial situation in your life you may have been circling something the doctor said you're going to die of you may have been circling some other kind of obstacle i got good news just cause you're circling doesn't mean you're not making progress there's about to be a shout come up inside of you and what you've been circling the walls are coming down in Jesus name touch two or three people say it's coming full circle tell them it's coming full circle I met a lady after church this morning. She fired me up. She said, man, she said, I, I was thinking about coming full circle when I drove to church this morning. I said, what happened? She said, when I first met Jesus and started coming to this church, I was in the psych ward in Birmingham. She said, I was, so, demons had my mind confused. I was all, all whacked out. And she said, I got out of that, got to the church, got set free. Lord put me on this journey of freedom. She said, I got to think about it. I drove a friend's 
daughter to the psych ward Saturday because she's going through some things. And I sat there and thought, how about that coming full circle? It wasn't 10 years ago I was in the psych ward myself needing help. Now I'm out of the psych ward and I'm helping others get that. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. Some of you are like, psych ward? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got crazy people around here. Come on now. I love it. We're all crazy. Some of you just hadn't, you just hadn't made it to the psych ward yet, but you're still crazy. Touch two other people and say, you're crazy. Tell them, you're crazy, you're crazy. You got some crazy in you. Everybody got some crazy in you. Some of you just hadn't realized it yet, but you got some crazy in you. It's going to turn. It'll turn. It'll turn to you for a testimony. Hebrews 11.30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been circled for seven days. A momentum happens. But the big point I want to dig in for just a few moments that we have here today, this is what touched me. Every circle begins in darkness. Every new day begins in darkness. In the Hebraic mindset, it says the evening and the morning were the first day. So every new day, every new cycle, every new beginning always begins in darkness. Now, fortunately, I've learned a lot about the moon as I've been studying this spiritual stuff. You know, as I've shared my ignorance earlier about didn't realize that thing was cycling, but it is. But actually, that new moon that we're celebrating, Kislev, it didn't begin in light. It began in darkness. Every new moon is pitch black, not even a thumbnail showing. Total, the moon is totally blacked out every month. Every new month begins in pitch darkness. There is no moon. Now, what's exciting to me was the fact I found was this, that every new month begins with the moon in pitch darkness, and at that point, the moon is as close to the sun as it ever is. So every new month begins with the moon as close to the sun as it ever is during the cycle. And when it's as close to the sun as it ever is, it's in pitch blackness, pitch darkness. And then as it begins to move away, it begins to illuminate. And it begins to reflect. I'm going to come over here a minute because it was powerful over there. It begins to reflect as it moves the sun. That sounds something like this. Whatever he teaches you in darkness, you will manifest it in the light. When God's not working for you, he's working in you. And, it's, and what happens is when you begin to move in a new cycle, whatever God has done in you in this place of doubt, because we all go there, unbelief, not knowing, uncertainty, despair, discouragement, when you're at that place, you, at the darkest point of your life, you're actually as close to the sun as you ever are because it says he is very near those who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And it's when you think God's the furthest, actually he's the closest. And you can't feel him because he's not touching you. He's all up on you. And you're, all in, you're just all up in God at that moment. And whatever he does in your life in that moment of darkness, when you begin to move in a new 
cycle, you begin to reflect or shine forth what he's done in that moment of darkness. And the more you move, the brighter you shine until you come all the way out here. You're at an absolutely full moon, full manifestation of what God started in a time of darkness. Now you're manifesting that goodness in the light. Come on, somebody. And then you circle back around, and then you head back toward darkness. Why? There's no end to holiness. God brings us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, but it's all, it's all in a cycle. So you're actually closest to the Lord when you're in a dark place. And then whatever he does to you in that place begins to manifest as you cycle and it turns for his glory and begins to manifest what's happened in your life. It's all a cycle. See, I find it interesting that, let's just say this is my life, Kent's life, because I'm the one talking. And my life's, a, I used to think it was linear, but it's not, it's a circle. Greek mindset is linear. Hebraic mindset's circular. Greek mindset it's all straight line. That's why it has to be all concrete. It has to be proven. It has to be evidence. With, with the Hebraic mindset, it's, it can be mystical. It's okay to be circular. And so in a Greek mindset, God's either in my past or my future. But it's hard for him to be right here. But in a Hebraic mindset, God's in my past and my future. And right here right now. God's got my back and he's ahead of me. His hand's on me. He's before me and behind me. Right In him I move and live and have my being. Wherever I am, there he is. Even though he is in my future and in my past and in my right now. And so, but, so I'm living in a circle. Right? So I'm born. And then I start my journey. Just like you have. But it's, circ it's a circle. Circular, how do you say it? Circular. Circular journey, right? And what's interesting is when I'm about here... About midway in my destiny, I'm probably shining the brightest, but I'm probably furthest as I've been because when I was born, I started with God. Let me get back up here a minute. So when I'm born, I'm the closest to God I've ever been because I am from God. That's why children are so powerful. They're full of light. They just came from God. Reminds me of a story I read recently from Dr. Wayne Dyer's book about a little boy who they'd ha he's four years old and had a baby sister two months old, and he asked his parents, I need to talk to her. And they're like, pardon me, say, I need to talk to my sister. And they're like, that's odd. So he, they started going to the nursery, and he goes, no, I need to go alone. And they're like, we better watch because he may do something to her. You know, I mean, you never know, I mean, maybe jealous of her. And he, they sat there, and he walked in, and he said, hey, tell me. Tell me about God. I've almost forgot what he looks like. And we know, we believe that, don't we? Because it says in darkness I was conceived, you know, that I'm, I'm as close to God. I'm a word from God. I came straight from the heart of God. Right? And now I begin to manifest. We see it in our kids as they grow. We start seeing what they're like, what their destiny is, what their gifts are. You know, they start, they start shining. Right? We know the, the battles. And then they, it's, but it's a circle. Right? And what happens? 
when we get on this side, people ask me all the time, they say, are we in the end times? I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> They're like 75. Definitely, you're in the end times, right? And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get things right. You know what I mean? And we come back around to death, right? Now, here's what got me fired up. My whole life is not just this big circle. My whole life is circles within the circle. So I'm moving, but I'm making circles. And so I'm at different seasons in my life, and I'm circling the circle. And so what, why is that? Because God, in his all loving purpose and kindness is wanting to build in me a trust factor so he lets me even as a youngster start learning how to trust him and then as I every circle I go through is designed not to destroy me but to build a trust in me to say man I've been through that but God saw me through that and I've been through this but God saw me saw me through this and man when I, I get excited why because I've got good news for somebody anybody here today on top you're going to the bottom Anybody here on bottom, you're headed for the top. And your whole life is never going to be all on top, right? But the good news is it's not going to be all on the bottom either. It's going to be a cycle. And so here now is the maturity factor. In the beginning, I'm very disturbed when I'm on the bottom, and I'm very excited when I'm on the top. But the more I get around this circle, and the more I learn to trust God, and the more I learn who God is, I don't get real excited when I'm on the top, but I don't get real depressed when I'm on the bottom. Because I'm like Paul, no matter where I find myself, whether I'm on top or whether I'm on bottom, I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? If I'm on top, he'll help me enjoy that. If I'm on bottom, he's going to help bring me out. And I keep making these cycles with God in my life's journey. And the maturity factor is in this, in this beginning level, I'm just starting to trust God, right? And that's where I'm trusting God, trusting scriptures. And, 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 and it seems things go kind of a honeymoon stage and what have you. But then, you know, it gets hard sometimes. I mean, there's some scriptures that I don't trust anymore. People are like, oh my God, he's the preacher. Well, I'll just give you one. He'll never put more on you than you're able to bear. You trust that one? I don't know about that. I'm just, I marked that one out. I quit reading that one. I'm not saying it's not real. I just don't read it anymore because it sure dang seems like sometimes it's much more than I can bear at that moment. Y'all ain't want to be real here. Y'all the religious crowd at 11? I thought y'all were the partiers. Come on now. Let's just be real. Look, there's some things I'm in right now that I didn't think I'd be back in. Now, I'm not talking about bad, sinful things of my past, but new things. And it's like, God, I thought I'd already been through that thing. I thought I'd already learned how to forgive. I thought I'd already learned that lesson. Huh? I thought I'd learned how to forgive till you know, that person that did me wrong, I saw the other day, and they're driving a brand new car. And I found myself praying for them to have a flat tire. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, it's like well, I wish somebody would scratch that thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I thought I'd already been through that. Huh? I thought I'd already been through that deal with my wife where I pout 
Let me get over here. They ain't listening. When I, when I pout, when I don't get my way, shoot, I'm 54 years old. I ought to be over some of that stuff by now. Come on. Huh? I, thought, I mean, I'm not a kid, but I still from. I mean... So what happens? God keeps bringing you in these circles. And you think, God, how in the world did I wind up back in this circle? There's some things in my life right now that are uncertain. Tough. I've been some, I got some really good things happening in my life. But then I got some really tough things happening in my life at the same time. And there's some things in my life right now I'm uncertain about. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know how God's going to get me through. And now I'm not praying prayers like I am more than a conqueror. I find myself praying David prayers like, Lord, hear my complaint and my moaning and my, and my, and my, and my, and my poverty mindset oh god come and save me and rescue me they've set a trap for me and it seems like death is all around me and fear has laid hold of me and i look up but my sin is too heavy to make me look up oh god i can't find you please come find me leave the 99 but i got good news I'm discouraged, but I'm not despaired. I feel crushed, but I'm not overwhelmed. Why? I know and I've learned by now, these outward afflictions, though they may be just for a little while, they're working in me an eternal weight of glory. And they're bringing me back to a place where I'll be on, I may be down today, but baby, I'll be back on top again. And when I am, I will be testifying of the goodness of God that I saw in the land of the living. And he keeps bringing me in these circles. These circles. He just keeps taking me in circles on top, on bottom, on top, on bottom. And then what happens is I mature. I find myself not not nowhere near there now, but I'm leaning, I'm moving there. Now you get like Job, who says, Though he slay me, I'll trust him. You get to the place, if it never works out, if I never get the job, if I never get the breakthrough, if my marriage never gets fixed, if, my, if I never have the favor, if I never get this, it doesn't matter when I get to this mature place. It doesn't matter anymore if I get it or if I don't. Why? Because though he slay me, I will trust him. Because I realize that no matter what it looks like now, I've learned to trust him enough that sooner or later it will turn to me for a testimony of his goodness and his grace. Because we got to be honest, some things just suck. It ain't glorious. I mean, this year I lost my best friend here, Brian Isabel. His wife and children are still part of our church. No way to make it okay. It just sucks. But you see it turning. I see him working in Sandra. I see him working in Jared. I see him working in Nicholas. I see him working in us. Just sucked for it to happen. Too young. Don't know why. But do trust that God's got a plan. Circles. My own sister, she was here this morning. Her husband died this year. 30 days later, her daughter's husband died. Two deaths in 30 days. Just sucks. But you have to trust. Somehow, this God we serve is going to bring it back around. 
Because God's always got a plan. And God's always working. And though it may be dark right now, in my darkness, I'm as close to God as I've ever been. And when I come out of it, because I will, I will shine brighter than I've ever shined. And, and it's an illuminating factor because of what he's done in me. Now, quickly, so I'm in these circles. And every circle I go through, I build trust. 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 Trust, trust, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger. I used to wonder how my mom at 75 wasn't afraid to die. I talked to her about it. I was like, because, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't want to see him today. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I, got, I feel like I, I, got, I got a little bit more I want to do, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Everybody loves Jesus. Nobody wants to die to see him, though. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, but my mom, she's like, oh, honey. She said, oh, I trust him. <laughs> I trust him. I was like, I want to trust him like that. And then I realized what happens the longer you get to live. See, let me give you a nugget. You don't know when you're going to die or how, so all you can determine is how you're going to live. Just live the best. Just live. Right? So here's what happens. All these circles of trust, these circles of tragedy, these circles of trauma that you're going through, it's just working in you, this level of trust. So what happens? The closest you are to God is when you're born because you come out of darkness. And the next closest you are to God is when you die because you're going back into darkness. And what's happened is on that journey, you've come to trust him because of all he's done in your life. And so when you get to that day of death, you say something like this, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? I know he is with me. His rod, his staff comfort me. And now I'm ready to step into death in total peace and tranquility because I know I can trust him. I don't have to know what heaven is. I don't have to have a mansion. I don't have to have streets of gold. I don't have to have gates of pearl. I don't have to see Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. I don't even know anything about it. I can read about it. All I know is I trust him. And that whatever it is, if earth's been good, it's got to be even better. And when I step into it, now I step in with peace and trust. That's God's design. God's desire is to bring us full circle. And so all of our life is circles. Darkness to light. One day you're on top, next day you're on the bottom, and it's just and, it, and you just keep. Thank God you get to have almost as many highs as lows. Isn't that good? But the good news is it's moving you forward. And by the way, you know I know it's not exciting to talk about death, but you know last I looked, death toll rate 100 <laughs> percent. That is our destination. And. How, what does it say? Uh, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints because he's had such a life of building trust. I love to read the, in the Bible about the old guys who are about to die. Could be because I'm getting older. <laughs> but I love, like I think it was Isaac who said he blessed his children. He said, I bless you in the name of the God who fed me every day of my life 
and it says he pulled up his feet in the bed and went to sleep. And I'm like, man, I want to die like that. Fully trusting God. I read an article recently, I think it was in Guidepost, where a lady was diagnosed of cancer and she was going to die. She was not too old, 60 something years old. And the doctor says, Aren't you upset? Big smile on her face. She said, I didn't plan on staying forever. <laughs> trust. Though he slay me, I'll trust him. And this is that month where God wants to bring us full cycle in trust. I found an interesting scripture. I ain't got time for all of them. I ran out of time. But the one of Job's a good one. Do I have that one? Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. Backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, and I can't see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he tries me, I shall come forth as gold. One translation says, illuminated. How about this one? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge, in all your ways, acknowledge God. He shall direct your paths. But uh, Somebody sent me one between services. I loved it. We got that one in Micah. That's a good one, but how about Micah? Do we have Micah? Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. <laughs> Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Come on, somebody. Don't gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will get up again. And though I sit in darkness, God will be my light. This is the month where God wants to bring you and I full circle in trust. And this is that month where there's things that we've trusted God for in a dark season that he wants to manifest for us in this season. That you trusted God in a past season in a time of darkness. And now, see, here's what we, we, we need to understand and believe. God will, will reward you for trusting him. There is a reward on the other side of your burden. And God will manifest his goodness in your life. And so today in just a few moments, just the next couple of moments, we're going to honor God today with first fruits given. And hopefully this word has meant to you what it's meant to me in this season of my life. That I want to get to this place where I can trust God with everything. And last I read on my money, it said, in God we trust. And the first step on a journey in trusting God is with money. Why? Because it's the only other thing that vies for the interest of your heart. Money's the only other thing in the earth that I know of that the enemy wants you to trust instead of trust God. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not some, all. And so what I love about this First Fruits deal is every month I get to break that power and say I refuse 
to trust something like money that is bound to fail, I'm only putting my trust in God. And so as we give in just the next few moments, I'm asking God to release a grace on us that not just with money, because yes, that's important to trust God with, but that God would release a trust in every area of our life. That we could trust him with our future, trust him with our family, trust him with our resources, trust him with our destiny and our purpose. Even as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about, isn't there something called a trust fund? That somebody can just establish for you so that you trust that there's plenty there. How about Jesus is our trust fund? He has already provided everything we'll ever need. And I'm not talking about just money. But I'm saying grace and strength and joy and peace and rest and tranquility as we enter into this place of absolutely trusting God with every aspect of our life. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. For more sermons and content like this, visit wordalive.tv. Have a great week.